0: Hello, hello, I'm your host, Sarah Adam Chack, and you're listening to the Connected and Well podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, I thought I would share the story about my dreadlock journey. As some of you might know, I recently brushed out, cut off all of my dreads, and now I'm back to my, I would say natural hair, but my dreadlocks were natural. They weren't extensions or anything, but I'm back to my normal, like regular curly hair. So many of you have asked me, why did I get dreads in the first place and what the process was like? And thank you so much for those of you that follow me on socials who were cheering me on and sending me such beautiful messages because I really needed it. It was kind of a traumatic experience in its own way. So yeah, when I was 18, I really wanted to get dreadlocks and I got little tiny short dreadlocks. I did not get them the right way. I mean, I even used glue (laughs) during that time. I think I had them for like eight months or something. I was still living at home. My dad didn't like them. So for Christmas, I cut them out as his gift. And then something started happening to me around the age of about 36, 37. I started really craving getting dreadlocks again. The reason I got dreads in the first place was yes, to kind of do this like self-test growth period of letting go of what others think. And two, I was kind of shedding vanity. Not that I was super vain. I never really did much with my hair anyways, but it was kind of a way for me to shun that, the vanity in the world, but also kind of like a minimalist. So maybe it was a time for me to become extremely like minimal in my own area of How long it takes me to fix my own hair? I don't know, but that was kind of part of it. I remember I was sitting in church on Easter Sunday, looking at everybody dressed in their best, and I just felt it overcome me. Like, I want to be like John the Baptist. I imagine people like John the Baptist, I just imagined him with dreads or with unkempt hair. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna let my hair become natural. And so I went for it. I set up the appointment, started getting my dreads, And yes, I was nervous. I was so worried about what other people would think. And I think this is one of the best lessons having dreadlocks taught me is to stop worrying what other people think. And then another lesson I learned, I am someone who always cares what my parents think. I knew my dad would hate dreadlocks, just absolutely would hate them. And so I had to get over the fact that I was a 37-year-old woman I had to get over the fact of not being, I don't know, held back by what I what I think my parents would think, you know, or like what their opinions of me would be. And towards the end, my dad was so great, especially when I told him I was going to cut them out. He was like, I was just starting to get used to them. And then he was like, I love you no matter what you look like, no matter what your hair looks like. So that was really nice. But overcoming that as well. Isn't that weird? Sometimes as adults, we still have issues with Wanting to please our parents like we did when we were little kids. I'm someone who was bullied a lot um, in my younger ages, like third grade through middle school. And so I've always been a little worried about what others think of me. It's still programmed into my subconscious, and I try my hardest not to let things bother me. So, yeah, it was kind of like this cool experiment, this cool test for me to move through life for the last five and a half years letting go of what other people thought of me because let me tell you i definitely got judged you could see it rather quickly when people would meet me they would scan they would see my hair i would either get dismissed or liked or you know it was crazy some of the things that would happen just because i had a certain hairstyle and one of the reasons why i wanted to remove my dreads after five and a half years i started to feel unkempt i wanted to feel more expansive in my own way I wanted to feel a little more feminine, not that you can't be feminine with dreads, just for me, I was wanting, kind of envisioning longer flowy hair. And also another deciding factor of why I decided to get my dreads out is, you know, I'm spiritual, you know, I listen to my intuition. I was at a conference and I heard the words, this was back in April, very clearly, it's time to cut your dreads. And for me, this was definitely the voice of God, like intuition hits a little differently. For me, the voice of God hits a little differently. The voice of God is like super strong and loud, um, whereas intuition is just this nice, beautiful, like knowing. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do this, even if I don't know why. And it took me six months But those words kept playing out in the back of my head. It's time to cut your dreads. It's time to cut your dreads. And I listened. I don't know what that meant, why, but I'm going to listen when I hear words spoken through me so strongly. And so I did it. It took over right about nine and a half to 10 hours. And then if you count the hours that I tried to help brush my hair out in my hotel room, which is an extra four hours it took a long time. It was a crazy process getting them out. Luckily, I have a pretty thick scalp. And so I'm not tender headed. But around the eight hour mark, I was in such pain. And I literally felt like I almost passed out like I had to take a break. There was two to three people working on me at all times I was working on my hair at the same time, I kept getting punched a lot. And I really felt that the next probably three days, my scalp was actually really swollen and tender and I had a ton of headaches and migraines. Thankfully, that's gone. Now, after I cut out my dreads, the first night, we only worked on it for two hours. I went to bed. Well, I stayed up really, really late trying to brush as many out as I could. I only got two brushed out during that time. I stayed up way too late. I cried myself to sleep. The next day, I literally cried myself to sleep the day I got them out, basically, yeah, cried myself to sleep. I was so sad. I was like, what did I do? I miss my dreads already. But I had to keep reminding myself, hey, this is what I wanted. So finally, the third day, I guess, got my hair all cut, washed, feeling good. And then I was out in the world walking around golden, walking by the river, walking in public. And I just felt so weird. I felt unlike myself. It's so weird. I stayed like that for a good two and a half days. And I can't believe something as a haircut can make us feel this way. But you know, my dreadlocks became my identity. And that's why we have to be careful of letting a style or a hairstyle become our identity. Yeah, it's part of us, but it's not who we are. And I definitely know now, like I let my dreads kind of yeah, sometimes become who I was, show up a different way. I don't know. And so I was like feeling so weird. And I felt like everyone was looking at me and like her hair looks weird. Nobody was looking at me and nobody even knew anything. And nobody even knew that I had just went through this long transformation. But I felt weird. And I literally was like, none of my clothes work anymore. Like I was looking at the clothes I wear. And I was like, these clothes don't match my new hairstyle. But I was like, I'm the same person. And then I was like, I don't know if I'm into personal development anymore. I don't know if I'm into all this stuff. And I was like, wait a minute, I am the exact same person as I was yesterday, as I am today. But I felt so like empty and blank and weird and sad and emotional. So yeah, I got home on Saturday night, probably around 845. And I was so nervous to see John, see my family, and I literally went to bed crying so hard for like hours. I felt so bad for John because he did not know what to do. He was like, "Um, your hair looks fine, you look good. I was like, no, I don't, it doesn't. And I cried and cried and I told him, I said, hey, tomorrow I just wanna stay in bed all day. Like I literally felt a weird depression coming on. I just wanted to stay in bed, curl up in bed and not go anywhere or do anything. That lasted until about 1.30 and then I was like, okay, pity party over. This is your hair. You're going to have to get used to it and deal with it. And of course, I kept telling myself there are people in the world who have cancer and they're losing their hair against their wishes. And I kept telling myself there are wars going on and people losing their lives and you don't have the right to sit here and cry over a hairstyle. But as some people pointed out to me and as I know, Yes, all those terrible things can still be going on in the world, but I can still feel my own feelings. I can validate how I'm feeling. And you can do that too. It's okay to be extremely happy during a time period when the world is really sad. The world needs your happiness. The world needs more joy. It's okay to feel really bad about something other than the big things that are going on in the world. If it's happening to you, it's okay to experience it. My thoughts, though, just don't allow yourself to stay there too long. Pull yourself up, get back in the game, feel your emotions, sit with them, and then let them flow through you. And oh my goodness, my first shower felt so good. I did not realize how I was missing like massaging my scalp and actually just being able to touch my own scalp. Like, oh, it just feels so good. I took a little bit longer in the shower than I should have just because I couldn't quit massaging my scalp. And that's another thing. Showers with dreads uh, took so long. And then afterwards, my hair would take like, depending on the weather and the humidity, but usually three hours. And then in the winter, it took a good six hours to dry. So I'm excited to get to go swim (laughs) this summer and not have to worry about like getting my hair wet or my hair not being dry for a long time. And then it would soak through like all my clothes. I would always have to have certain shirts for after the shower and then change my clothes. Like it's a whole, it was a whole process. Brushing them out really hurt. So basically think about if you have a kiddo or even in your own hair, if you get like a big knot and you have to like brush it out. Well, that's actually how we did it. We brushed them out, which is crazy. We got a dog grooming brush or comb and we would like pry it in there and then pull and then pry it in and pull and just kept like going back and forth. And like my thumbs, my hands were so sore. My thumbs are actually still kind of numb and sore six days later. And thankfully, we didn't find anything too yucky in my hair. Just, you know, five and a half years of lint and dust, sand, dirt, I'm sure. Probably some dander in there. And we did find two things that were kind of gross, though. Two areas of red clay. Like, I go hiking a lot. go to Palo Canyon a lot. I do not know why there was bits of red clay in my hair, but that is kind of disgusting. (laughs) And so I'm so glad... I have those off my head at this moment. Now, will I get dreads again? Maybe, maybe in a few years. I don't know. But right now, I'm just going to enjoy this process of getting to know myself again with this new hairstyle, getting to play with my hair, massage my scalp, and you know, just have a different style. I think it's important for us to evolve and grow and try new things, continue to better ourselves no matter what that is, whether that is a haircut or a new wardrobe style or a new job, a new career, doing something different in life. It's all about expansion and doing things that feel good for us. So many of you come up to me and you're like, I've always wanted dreads. Go get them. Why are you waiting? Why are you letting what you think other people will think, rule how you are showing up to this one precious life. Or if you want red hair or green hair, or you want a fun, funky haircut, just go do it. We need to be okay with stepping into our authentic way and of living in a way that is true to us and how we want to live. So go do the thing, get the hairstyle, move, whatever it is, go do it because we don't know how much time we have. And if you don't do it now, you might not have the chance. Anyways, that's a little bit about why I got dreads, the lessons I learned, and why I wanted to cut them off. Now, did I learn anything from having dreads? I'm not sure. Some days I was really good about being strong and being in my own authentic power and being like, this is who I am. Some days I still shied away from like wanting people to see my hair. And then now with my new haircut, even though it looks normal, like it looks like regular hair like everybody else, I actually still feel like self-conscious now. So got some work to do on self-esteem. But it is so weird still not recognizing myself in the mirror. Like it's so strange. And I'm someone who's done a lot of mirror work you know where you eye gaze at yourself in the mirror, you give yourself high fives. I've done all that and I've been really good about the self-love thing, but now I don't even want to look in a mirror. Like I feel like I look so weird. I don't recognize myself. And even I've tried to make some videos for Instagram and I just can't do it. I don't I don't know what's what's happening or what's wrong, but I'm going to have to get over that. It's definitely a good reminder doesn't matter what your hair looks like. It doesn't matter what your face looks like. If you have wrinkles, if you have blemishes, if you have crooked teeth, if you have whatever, it doesn't matter what your clothes look like. None of it matters. The only thing that matters is if you have a service heart, if you're out there serving people, if you're a good loving person. Seriously, but I'm gonna have to tell myself that like every day for a while because it is just the weirdest feeling of not recognizing yourself in a mirror. Anyways, random ramble over. Again, I appreciate all of your beautiful messages, your support, and all the questions I got along the way. And I wanna remind you, if there's something you wanna do in life, if there's something you wanna try, a way you wanna show up to your own life, be your authentic self. The world needs you to be who you are so they can be who they are. Okay, have a good one. I will talk to you next week. Next week, I will have an interview by the lovely Deanna Hope on, and we talk a lot about all things personal development and how you can better yourself. It's a really good conversation, so tune back into that. I also have a three-week session coming up. It's 45 minutes for you to feel well through the holidays. We're gonna jump into some holistic practices, to help you feel more sane and to help you get a little bit of me time during the holidays. So we start Monday, the 13th. I also have my membership program for women. We'll meet again on Tuesday, November 14th at 6.30. 90 minutes of lessons and practices and community so you can feel your best. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help you feel your best. I'm here to help you navigate transitions and transformation and showing up as your full potential. I'm sending you lots of love today. You've got this.